Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. I am Harriet, your reader, this Monday, the 2nd of January or the 9th of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, the martyrdom of the Apostle Shimon Peter or Kepha Bar Yona, according to rabbinic tradition from Megillat Anit or Rach Chaim 580. Christian traditions agree that he was crucified in Rome during the reign of Nero in 3825 or 64 CE. Truly, truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to put on your belt and walk wherever you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will put your belt on you and bring you where you do not want to go. Now he said this, indicating but what kind of death he would glorify God. That was a quote from John 21, 18 and 19. Yeshua telling Kepha or Shimon Peter. We also have, according to tradition, the death of Ezra the scribe today. The parasha this week is called Vayechi, that means he lived. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Genesis or Bereshit 48, 10 through 16. Before we start reading the scriptures, let's bless the Lord and thank him for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age, so that he could not see well. Yosef brought them near to him, and he kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Yosef, I did not think I would see your face, and behold, God has let me see your seed also. Yosef brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. Yosef took them both, Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near to him. But Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. He blessed Yosef and said, The God before whom my fathers, Abraham and Yitzchak, walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, and let my name be named on them, and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Yitzchak. Let them grow into a multitude upon the earth. That was Genesis chapter 48 verses 10 through 16. 
Now we have our portion from the prophets, and we will read 2 Samuel, or Shmuel Bet, chapter 15. After this, it happened that Avshalom prepared a chariot and horses for himself, and fifty men to run before him. And Avshalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. When any man had a suit which would come to the king for judgment, then Avshalom called to him and said, What city are you from? He said, Your servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. Then Avshalom said to him, Behold, your matters are good and right, but there is no man deputized by the king to hear you. Avshalom said moreover, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man who has any suit or cause might come to me, and I would do him justice. It was so that when any man came near to bow down to him, he stretched out his hand and took hold of him and kissed him. Avshalom did this sort of thing to all Israel who came to the king for judgment. So Avshalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Now it came to pass at the end of forty years that Avshalom said to the king, Please let me go and pay my vow which I have vowed to the Lord in Hebron. For your servant vowed a vow while I stayed at Gershur in Syria, saying, If the Lord shall indeed bring me again to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. The king said to him, Go in Shalom. So he arose and went to Hebron. Avshalom then sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the shofar, then you shall say, Avshalom is king in Hebron. Two hundred men went with Avshalom out of Jerusalem, who were invited, and went in their simplicity, and they did not know anything. And Avshalom sent for Ahitophel, the Gilonite, David's counselor from his city, from Gilo, while he was offering the sacrifices. The conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Avshalom. A messenger came to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Avshalom. David said to all his servants who were with him at Jerusalem, Arise, let us flee, or else none of us will escape from Avshalom. Hurry to depart, lest he overtake us quickly and bring down evil on us, and strike the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servant said to the king, Behold, your servants are ready to do whatever my lord the king chooses. The king went out, and all his household after him. The king left ten women, who were concubines, to keep the house. The king went out, and all the people after him, and they stayed in Beth Merchak. And all his servants passed on beside him, and all the Cherethites, and all the Pelethites, and all the Gittites, six hundred men who came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. Then the king said to Ittai the Gittite, 
Why do you also go with us? Return and stay with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile. Return to your own place. Whereas you came but yesterday, should I today make you go up and down with us, since I go where I may? Return and take back your brothers. Mercy and truth be with you. Itai answered the king and said, As the Lord lives, and as my lord the king lives, surely in what place my lord the king is, whether for death or for life, your servant will be there also. David said to Itai, Go and pass over. Itai the Gittite passed over, and all his men, and all the little ones who were with him. All the country wept with a loud voice, and all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over the brook Kidron, and all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. Behold, Zadok also came, and all the Levites were with him, bearing the ark of the covenant of God. And they set down the ark of God, and Aviatar went up, until all the people finished passing out of the city. The king said to Zadok, Carry the ark of God back into the city. If I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me again, and show me both it and his habitation. But if he says, I have no delight in you, behold, here I am. Let him do to me as seems good to him. The king said also to, to Tzadok the Kohen, Are you not a seer? Return into the city in Shalom, and your two sons with you, Ahimaaz your son, and Jonathan the son of Aviatar. Behold, I will stay at the fords of the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. Sadok therefore and Aviatar carried the ark of God to Jerusalem again, and they stayed there. David went up by the ascent of the Mount of Olives and wept as he went up, and he had his head covered and went barefoot. And all the people who were with him each covered his head, and they went up, weeping as they went up. Now someone told David, saying, Achitophel is among the conspirators with Avshalom. David said, Lord, please turn the counsel of Achitophel into foolishness. And it came to pass, when David had come to the top, where God was worshipped, that, behold, Hushai the archite came to meet him with his tunic torn and earth on his head. David said to him, If you pass on with me, then you will be a burden to me. But if you return to the city and tell Avshalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I have been your father's servant in time past, so I will now be your servant. Then will you defeat for me the counsel of Ahitophel. Do not you have Tzadok and Aviatar the Kohanim there with you? Therefore, whatever you hear out of the king's house, tell it to Tzadok and Aviatar the Kohanim. See, they have with them there their two sons, Ahimaaz, Tzadok's son, and Jonathan, Aviatar's son. Send to me everything that you shall hear by them.
So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city, and Avshalom came into Jerusalem. That was Second Samuel chapter 15. Now from our portion of the writings, we will read Psalm 87. A psalm by the sons of Korah, a song. His foundation is in the holy mountains. Hashem loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Yaakov. Glorious things are spoken about you, city of God, Selah. I will record Rahav and Bavel among those who acknowledge me. Behold, Philistia, Tyre, and also Ethiopia. This one was born there. Yes, of Zion it will be said, this one and that one was born in her. Elion himself will establish her. The Lord will count when he writes up the peoples. This one was born there, Selah. Those who sing as well as those who dance say, All my springs are in you. That was Psalm or Tehilim 87. And now our final portion, the apostolic writings. We will read Luke chapter 9, verse 27 through verse 62. But I tell you the truth, there are some of those who stand here who will in no way taste of death until they see the kingdom of God. And it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took with him Kepha, Yohanan, and Yaakov and went up on the mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became white and dazzling. And behold, two men were talking with him, who were Moshe and Eliyahu, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Kepha and those who were with him were heavy with sleep, but when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened as they were parting from him. Then Kepha said to Yeshua, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three Sukkot, one for you, one for Moshe, and one for Eliyahu, not knowing what he said. While he said these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered into the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. When the voice came, Yeshua was found alone. And they were silent and told no one in those days any of the things which they had seen. And it came to pass on the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, that a great multitude met him. Behold, a man from the crowd called out, saying, Rabbi, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit takes him. He suddenly cries out, and it convulses him so that he foams, and it hardly departs from him, 
bruising him severely. And I begged your disciples to cast it out, and they couldn't. Then Yeshua answered and said, Faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. And while he was still coming, the demon threw him down and convulsed him violently. But Yeshua rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all astonished at the majesty of God. But while all were marveling at all the things which Yeshua did, he said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears, for the Son of Man will be delivered up into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was concealed from them that they should not perceive it, and they were afraid to ask him about this saying. Then an argument arose among them about which of them was the greatest, and Yeshua, perceiving the reasoning of their hearts, took a little child and set him by his side, and said to them, Whoever receives this little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For whoever is least among you all, this one will be great. Now Yohanan answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. But Yeshua said to him, Do not forbid him, for he who is not against us is for us. And it came to pass, when the days were near that he should be taken up, that he intently set his face to go to Jerusalem, and sent messengers before his face. They went and entered into a village of the Samaritans, so as to prepare for him. But they did not receive him, because he was traveling with his face set toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples, Yaakov and Yohanan, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and destroy them, just as Eliyahu did? But he turned and rebuked them. You do not know of what kind of spirit you are, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. And it came to pass, as they went on the way, that a certain man said to him, I want to follow you wherever you go, Lord. And Yeshua said to him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, allow me first to go and bury my father. But Yeshua said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead, but you go and announce the kingdom of God. Another also said, I want to follow you, Lord, but first allow me to say goodbye to those who are at my house. But Yeshua said to him, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. That was Luke 9, 27 through 62. 
If you are reading through the Apostolic Scriptures twice this year, you would also read 2 Corinthians chapter 10 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that all of you precious busy moms out there that are listening will be strengthened by the Word of God that you have listened to today. And um, I pray that you will ponder it in your heart and that it will bear fruit, much fruit in your life. So for now, we will finish this episode and I say Shalom from Yerushalayim. Until next time.